Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the second week of our fantasy football podcast. That is the guys that go for twos. I realize we missed the first week where, you know, we would have recapped the drafts, but you know what? Life got busy. Life got in the way. It's all good. Uh, we are through our first week. We do have first week results, some good, some bad. You do have the three losers or three of the five losers on this podcast today. So we're going to be giving our hot takes and mostly, you know, our grievances with the league. We also have a special announcement. We have a new commissioner, Ryan Nunn. You know what? I hope you, uh, you're you wearing your uh, athletic shorts because they are going to get ripped up as we all give you fucking wedgies nonstop because being commissioner is a miserable job as Kevin can attest. That being said, I got two guys with me. Boys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Drew, uh, ladies uh, first. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm Drew Michael. Uh, I am a, a, one of the five losers this week. Um, you all know me. Um, unfortunately for Naughton, I don't find this. I, As a uh, vocal minority, I do not believe that Naughton is going to be our... Uh, commissioner, I think Andrew, he is a, it's a shadow let's politics government. out of this. Come on, buddy. It's a shadow government. I don't believe in the shadow government. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take over now, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, I mean, Cubby. Uh, good to be here. Uh, tough loss, tough loss week one. Matt put up uh, 132 points on me. It started Thursday. Yeah, what the night. hell's your name, amateur? Oh, hi, Ross Davis. I like to party. Um, in case you didn't know that, um, Matt, Matt Davis putting up all those points. Matt Matt Davis dropped 131 points on me. It started Thursday night, went all the way till sun, Sunday night. So that was a tough pill to swallow. You know, you put up the the fifth or uh, fifth most points in the league. You still lose. That's okay though. That's okay. We're gonna rebound. We're playing Tyler next week. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a tough start. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. But I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling dangerous. I woke up feeling lethal today. All right, now that we've gotten through all that stuttering and nonsense, that kerfuffle, I will say, uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Uh, starting off, we're actually going to roll through uh, three teams we think are going to be great, three th- teams that we think are going to be bust this year, uh, all based off of the first week of uh, fantasy football, and we are going to wildly speculate. So that being said, Drew, give me your first team that you think is going to be an absolute boomer this year. Um, I'm going to take the obvious one. On the board, I think Matt. Matt has a team that is well situated to make the playoffs. He's got great running backs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Aaron Jones. How he was able to get it, uh, both those players kind of blows me away. And then got DeAndre Hopkins on the turn, who is one of those top five wide receivers. Looking back at it right now, and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. We had a podcast before the draft. Everyone's like, dude, you should have gone in the third position. I, it, I should have gone in the third position and kept no one because I would have been in a very similar situation. God, I am kicking myself right now. Now, would Aaron Jones have necessarily fallen to me if I had actually gone, uh, if I was actually the third pick? Who knows? But um, Matt, Matt is really in the driver's seat. He did lose Le'Veon Bell this week. Uh, and his, the rest of his team has some question marks behind him. Dante Johnson's a great player, but he had a rough start to the first half of that game. He has um, the handcuff too, though. He's got he Crowder. Has, he does have Crowder as well, but Crowd. I mean, Crowder is a, a wide receiver versus Le'Veon oh, yeah, yeah. running back. But um, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. Zach Moss is a phenomenal uh, rookie running back who actually saw quite a bit of time on the field on uh, on Sunday, and obviously Will Lutz. I mean, it's Will Lutz. He's he's quite the kicker. Uh, that was his keeper, obviously. Yeah, I can um, kick some balls. You know, the only thing I have to say on that. Oh, and Mark, and Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews. I totally forgot. He's got a really good tight end. So the well. only thing I have to say on that take is. First off, I agree. Second, it feels great to be right and you admitting it because we both said you should have gone third. And, you know, you had deeper keepers. But you know what? We digress. We're here now. Hindsight's 2020. Um, Matt's on my list as well. Stack team. um, Looks good. He's got Brady on the bench. Somehow still put up 18 points, even with being 
the mediocre quarterback that oh, he is. Oh man, Brady's Tom, terrible. Tom Brady was not looked great. So bad. I, God, he looks so bad. That's tough. But you know what? Fa- he might find us finally be a fantasy relevant quarterback, though. You have to realize this is fantasy football, and if if he's going to have to make those plays, he might be relevant. But Deshaun Watson looked fantastic, uh, even with Will Fuller being his number one wide receiver, who didn't look fantastic. Um, uh, okay. oh, oh, pause, 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 pause. Deshaun Watson did not look fantastic for three fourths of that game. Three fourths, but he's a hold on, hold on, hold on. I would dare say Deshaun Watson looked bad three-fourths of that game and what did that do that led to my dumb ass becoming a little cocky a little arrogant thinking, so matt i only got three points in the first three quarters of deshaun watson and then deshaun watson had a 17.4 fourth quarter yep. and shoved it down my throat so deshaun that, watson didn't look a- bad though he just his wide receivers just didn't catch the ball you even said in yeah. the group me fucking hopkins would have caught it i know and you know that's, what they weren't that's true i, that is, I would, and, I would and that, that is another that is another point so I'm, I'm going to get my two cents here on Matt's team. I think of all 10 of our teams, a lot of us have one or two glaring issues, right? And like Drew's the injury bug. Josh is the lack of ability to draft a good team and the injury <laughs> bug. Um, me is my wide receiver just as a few examples, right? One injury. Um, oh, then your team's just terrible. Uh, <laughs> so that's a, my that's team's a, great. Yeah, 80 points. Woo! Um, just wait, so just just wait. it'll work out. I, I have stats to back it up. It'll work out. So that's just a few examples of, you know, issues in the league. I think Matt is the, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Mark Andrews for the first four rounds. That's ludicrous. Now, do, I'm not, I don't, so DeAndre Hopkins had 48% of all of Kyler Murray's pass attempts. That's not going to happen every game. But even if that is regressing to half that, 20%, if Kyler Murray's throwing the ball 20 times, you know, that's a low number, and he's still getting a lot of targets. Um, Aaron Jones and Clyde Edwards-Alaire show themselves as true running back ones. I think a lot of us had Aaron Jones as a do-not-touch kind of player because and, – and I'll admit it, I was wrong. I didn't want to touch Aaron Jones because they brought in A.J. Dillon. You don't draft the guy in the second round not plan to play him. I've been saying that all offseason, and I think we had two examples this past Sunday that – Showed me wrong. I think there's a lot of teams that are drafting guys in the second and third round as running backs, and they're just going to wait. They're going to wait a year because they got that Aaron Jones, you know. Um, Le'Veon Bell's hurt, like you said, and so is Devontae Parker. But I'm, I, that's a flex option for Matt at this point. I don't think Matt's overly worried about it. I, I um, and I'm, so I do want to preface this. In my mind, at the draft, I got really excited because – I thought Cubby was going to draft Nick Chubb and I was thought I was going to have to choose, make a choice between Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders or uh, Aaron Jones. And I would have gone Aaron Jones. I, I was prepared to make that jump now, but that still would have probably been too early, but I do think Aaron Jones really, I mean, is the guy in green Bay. I don't think LaFleur has said that really, but um, but Mike or but Aaron Jones is definitely the guy, and Jamal Charles still saw some time on the field too. But yeah, that Jamal, wasn't Jamal Williams or Jamal. Wi- so and, and Jamal cave- Williams, yeah. caveat to every single thing we're saying in this podcast for the next hour. This is week one. We are overreacting. We know that. So if you're listening to this, come whenever Josh produces it two days from now, and sit in your seat and stewing because we shit on your one player because he had one bad game. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. It's week one. We're making a podcast. We're giving you guys content. Listen up. Listen to our stats. Enjoy it. Right. Yep. All right. So second team I actually had that I think is going to be good probably the rest of the year. And it leans heavily on the number one pick or really keeper overall. Um, CMC is Kevin's team. I really liked Cam Newton at quarterback. Guy looked athletic. Guy looked like he was ready to win. Belichick's a genius. Um, Thielen looked fucking great. Shocked me. Didn't think he was going to be fantastic. He's got Kelsey, number one uh, tight end on his team. Um, And honestly, like Kevin kind of did this last year with Aaron Jones and McCaffrey. Didn't really need much else. Um, I feel like he has a few more uh, guys on his team that that have that boom potential and that have that higher floor. Um, I think Kevin seems going to be good all year. I I really do. I... I, Ke- Ke- Kevin is one of those. Remember the, how I said 
every single one of our teams has a glaring issue. Kevin's hole at the running back two yeah. of who we drafted is a yeah. serious, serious hole. I know Cam Makers had 14 touches, and so that's encouraging. He only rushed for 28 yards. Um, I know J.K. Dobbins had two touchdowns that looked great. He only had like nine touches. Philip Lindsay's got turf toe. Damian Harris is on the IR, and Daryl Williams is literally dependent on being good. Is Clyde Edwards Delaire getting hurt? Now, obviously, there's waiver wire pickups going on. So if well, this podcast does drop before the waiver wires get processed, everyone go pick up running back. Fuck Kevin. Um, <laughs> you're also forgetting Kevin has a fantastic power in his tool belt to make Drew give him a shitty trade. That's true. That Drew's probably right. going to hand him Nick Chubb for free. That's probably true, honestly. Drew's probably already signed over his soul to the devil, the devil being Kevin. No, and I, you know, I also, I, I, I want to jump on your Kevin conversation, uh, Ross. I, I obviously, Josh, you're 100 percent right. Christian McCaffrey is the most valuable player in fantasy football. Uh, I had the foresight to see that after he whipped the shit out of Iowa when Christian McCaffrey was at Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Um, and everyone berated me, and then I was like, no, he's pretty good, and I drafted him, and he was decent. He was decent in the flex in his first year, actually running back two. And then the second year, I drafted him a little too high, and everyone berated me, and he was phenomenal. I traded away from Le'Veon Bell, but I digress. Um, but I'm totally with Ross on this. I also find another pretty sizable hole in Kevin's team to be at the wide receiver. Uh, spot right now ty hilton i watched that game and ty hilton looked fine but not someone you want to necessarily start every week obviously adam Thielen was great uh in that fucking gunslinger of a packers versus vikings game and but then in alan robinson alan robinson is probably going to leave the bears unless he gets a big makes him better though Depending where he goes. Depending where he goes. So I think after week one, there's two wide receivers really being shopped around and and rumors. At least Robinson and Odell Beckham Jr. I I think Odell Beckham Jr. is way suited to be better. Is he breaking up for you, Drew? You're breaking up on me. You're breaking up on us. You can't hear me very well? Hold on. Hold on. He'll be right back. He'll be right back. Hello. He, he, okay. All right, right, Ross, continue. Okay, can you hear me better? Sorry, guys. Yep. Technical difficulties. I got a new headset on. Hopefully, you guys can hear me better now. Um, as I was saying, the two really being shopped around after week one per rumors are Odell Beckham Jr. and Allen Robinson. Every single football team is aiming for Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. will make them better. Allen Robinson does not make every NFL team better. No, he's a cancer to the locker room. So I, I don't know enough about. I don't know about that. I I don't know enough about Allen Robinson. He, he, in my mind, he's not like Earl Thomas kind of cancerous. He's not. Oh, Beckham Jr. is a cancer. He's not AB cancerous. He's not AB cancerous. I, I I think so. If I'm Allen Robinson, I don't blame Allen Robinson. All right, so he's he's a tumor. He's not malignant. Okay, right. <laughs> if I'm Allen Robinson, I get a his science point for you. There. Sprinkle it in. He wants to be paid. Like he's a wide receiver number one in the NFL. Is this his contract year? I, I, I should have looked into yes, this more. It is. He is. So it it's is. his contract year. You got guys like Hopkins and Julio Jones and stuff like that. And Allen Robinson's perspective is if I didn't have Mitch fucking Trubisky throw me the ball, I'd be racking up 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns every year. But right. unfortunately, Mitch Trubisky can't throw to the left side of the field, which is where I line up sometimes. So, so I saw a stat today on Allen Robinson. He has missed. I believe it was 65% of his balls are uncatchable. He rakes in the top 95% of passes coming his way uncatchable. I'd be furious. Yeah, I'd be right. fuming if I were him. So Give me a quarterback. So that's Allen Robinson's theory on it. So, uh, Drew, you brought up a good point. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of Kevin's team like that. I thought Kevin's team with glaring issue was at running back two. Allen Robinson and T.Y. Hilton, I mean, I thought T.Y. Hilton with Phil Rivers was going to be great. And again... It is week one. We are overreacting. Still, but realistically, Hilton, if Kevin gets one injury, I mean, granted, he had uh, uh, Valdez Scantling on his uh, bench for wide receiver, but if he gets one injury, Kevin's kind of fucked at wide receiver. 
Kevin, yeah. it's the same. It's the same for running back too. Ke- Kevin, yeah. Kevin, Kevin is literally walking on eggshells. His entire right. season will be on eggshells unless he can make a blockbuster trade with me. Yep. <laughs> All right, moving on. So my third team that I think is going to be great. Give, give Ross, give Ross the third team. Oh, yeah. All I right, did the first right. team, and you did the. Second oh no, I think team. we rolled through everybody's. No, I no, thought we, we were doing. I thought three total. I three total. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah go I, th- for it. I think we're all going to have. Well, I got a dark horse. That's the only reason I want to do my third. Okay. You can give it after Ross. Right. Who's your other? Who's your other? So because of my bias, I'm not going to say myself. I do think myself is very secure this year, but I think the third best team again with glaring issues right now is Tyler. Just because I can't put myself and I think the other six teams outside of Kevin, Matt, and us um, have just massive, massive glaring issues. Tyler's issues are are pretty intense. I want to give you guys a stat line. This is a running back by committee that is on Tyler's team. I want you guys, I have running back A, running back B. Let me know which running back you want of these two. Running back A, had to rush the ball seven times for 23 yards. Running back B rushed the ball six times for 21 yards. Which one would you rather have? Uh, How many receptions do they have? Because we are so, half so let's, let's exclude. One of them is one of them is definitely Naheem, Naheem Hines. Nope, that's not true. So let's oh, exclude damn. receptions for right now because the reason why is I think we can both agree that a running back that gets their fi- more than 50% of their res- points in a week from receptions, that is not sustainable unless they are solely a receiving back. Right. So of those two running backs... Nice bump. Like, huh? I mean, like, if they're getting touches and receptions, though. Well, but still, factor... Okay, fine. Um, and then one had three receptions. So, okay, so running back A had... Seven carries, 23 yards, zero receptions. Running back B had six carries, 21 yards, three receptions. Ooh, that just sounds terrible. They just both sound bad. I I don't want either. Guess guess what? Running back A was Carlos Hyde of the Seattle Seahawks. Running back B was Chris Carson of the Seattle Seahawks. If Chris Carson did not find the end zone twice against the Atlanta Falcons, Chris Carson would have had a disastrous week. You know, I think that's fair, but... There's a lot to be said about knowing he's your goal line back. But it, was, it wasn't in rushing touchdowns. It was in receiving touchdowns. Chris Carson and his whole entire NFL career so, had three receiving touchdowns until this game where he had two. They have, designed, they have designed plays at the goal line. It, it wasn't. Their it, was, it, it was literally screen passes 20 yards out. It was freak accidents. On the goal line, Russell Wilson was throwing to DK Metcalf. Into the tight ends. Are you just butt hurt because they whip the shit? No, out no, no, no. I just want to. Pro- I just so this is a glaring hole. So I don't think it's glaring. I, it, I, th- I think there's room for improvement, that is, but I, that's not that's not um, sustainable at all. I agree. I, I agree. agree. So that's my point. Number th- his third round pick was James Connor. James Connor is that SpongeBob meme where the guy is glass bones and paper skin. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Zach Ertz is in a serious, serious contract dispute where they might just kick him out and put in Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was in on the plays 80% of the snaps in the game mm-hmm. on Sunday. Well, Zach Ertz only had three receptions. Dallas well, Goddard yeah. had more than that. Okay. Okay. That, the Eagles are a team that run two tight ends, though, on most of their plays okay. because, even more because, so then, because they even, have no receivers. But even more so than Zach Ertz is split in time with another tight end. Who could be in theory. We haven't really seen a lot of Dallas Goddard. He had a lot of injury problems last year. He was kind of a breakout candidate. Had more injury problems. Zach Ertz was there. This is Zach Ertz's contract year. Zach Ertz wants to get paid like every other tight end in the NFL. And the Eagles have not even been close to the contract demands. So they probably see something in Dallas Goddard they don't see in Zach Ertz. I wouldn't pay Zach Ertz. I want to pay Zach. I don't want to. I wouldn't I, either. I, so there's that. Um, and his wide receivers are very touchdown dependent, right? And they're mm-hmm. not touchdown getting guys. They're all long reception guys, like you know, Robert Woods, Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks. None yeah. of those guys are going to be scoring from the five yards and in. You know, I, I don't. I mean, I I will 
I, I'm not super high on Robert Woods. I'm not high on Brandon Cooks. Marvin Jones Jr., I, I, had, him last, yeah. I had him last year. He's a decent flex depend, in, a, in a good matchup because right, he, right. Is a de- he is a deep threat. And you know, we all know Matt Stafford can sling that ball. Emmanuel Sanders is, a great, is great in the 11th, especially now with the Michael Thomas injury. But, I do, think, but I do think Stephon Diggs... I, I don't know if you guys watched that Bills game, and I, I know they were playing the Jets, but, but Josh Allen is another year older and another year wiser in the NFL. He, is, he looked great out on the field. He had a, couple, he? He had a, yeah. couple, he had a couple of, uh, almost, I, I'm going to call Mitch Trubisky plays, where he like, overthrew the receiver by like 10 yards. and was like, Jesus, man, come on. But that means he can hit that deep ball. I thought I and but I have Josh Allen on my team, so I'm a little bit bi- a little bit biased. But you know, I thought it was a great, I thought it was a really good game for the Bills, and I think that team is going to be really good. And I think having any piece of that team is really good. That's a testament to you, Ross, because don't you now have um, Devin Singletary? I so Devin Singletary and Zach Moss is a just disaster of a situation well for fantasy football yeah they both (laughs) split carries exactly 50 percent on sunday and zach moss got the goal line touches kind of because they were more of setup plays for josh allen to qb sneak it in right so i'm not i'm not overly thrilled with but so all that being said going back to tyler being a good team tyler's team is good i don't want any confusion he still has derrick henry i don't know if you guys watched the monday night game because it was late derrick henry looked bad he was getting stopped he couldn't he, get in the lot he still had like 125 yeah. my, yards my the statistic my cousin, in a half was on, my cousin put him into the dirt he did though it's going viral that went yeah. viral Kudos that nice. to your cousin. yeah um, huge hit by but i mean Jewel. so all that being said he still had like 18 points and lamar jackson's gonna give him 20 to 35 points every week so he still has pieces there he could make a trade. James Conner could come back healthy. And that Chris Carson game against the Falcons could be an enigma. Um, so that, that's just why I'm not overly hyped on Tyler's team, but it is still a good team. Yep. So my dark horse, real quick, and you guys are probably going to share it, but I think Jake's team might be a dark horse. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Ooh. Cooks, who looked good to play. Mark Ingram, big hole. Agreed. Big hole there. Julio looked good. Tariq Hill's going to play. Nick Fant, I mean, whatever, tight ends. He can either find someone or plug and play. I mean, at 16 points, who knows? Tyrell Lockett looked good. Um, No, he was great, but, like, I don't think he's going to be great every single week. But who knows? He might be. Um, Obviously, Vikings D, swing and a miss. And then, you know, kicker, who really cares? He can find somebody else. But I think Jake's team looks good, but his bench has holes. We saw the Bears have a committee running back uh, situation between three guys. Montgomery is not going to be a guy. Gallup. Who knows? Too many wide receivers there. AJ Green looked a little slow. Um, James White, n- don't trust anybody on New England. Just don't. Um, yeah, so I, I think I, I think Jake might have a solid team here. I know he's 0-1. I know he lost to Cubby, but I think Jake's team has potential. So l- this is a great transition, Josh. I'm glad you brought this team up. I'm gonna take. I got third pick on teams we think are gonna be good. I'm taking first pick on teams we think we are bad. Jake Kerr, I am mashing the panic button at buying you. Just absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, Dexter's laboratory. Didi, don't touch. And she touches <laughs> it every time. Jake Kerr right. should be slamming that button. And here is why. Dalvin Cook, yes. Good running back. Every single person in this league has a Dalvin Cook, though. Dalvin Cook is not as good as a Christian McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook is he's good. He's running back one. He's going to be top ten. But he's not unique enough that the rest of us don't have him. Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup, and Mark Ingram. So his picks two through seven or two through six, none of them were the target leaders, the yardage leaders, the touchdown leaders, or the fantasy point leaders on their offense through week one. It is week one. It is week one. <laughs> Julio with Jones no, week with, one. with no preseason games. With no preseason games. That is true. Julio Jones was out-targeted, out-receiving yard, and out-touchdown by Calvin Ridley. And Russell Gage had more receiving yards than Julio Jones. 
Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins made Tyreek Hill look like his bitch. Mark Ingram looked like I could run faster than him. Think about that. Big trust. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Big Tyler trust. Lockett. Well, what? Tyler Lockett, yes, he had eight receptions, only eight targets, less receiving yards at DK Metcalf, less receiving touchdowns. Michael Gallup was invisible in that game. David Montgomery, he could probably be started as a running back too, but no one in this, us three, probably don't want to be playing with David Montgomery. And that's the situation Jake Kerr is in. Yes, like you said, A.J. Green looked a little slow, but he still had his looks. He still had his touches. He's a safety blanket for Joe Burrow. But, man, if I'm – and he had – how many favorable matchups did Jake have this week? And he still only put up 100 points. And I know – and I know what Jake's going to say. He's going to be listening to this, and he's going to say, oh, but Ross, if my defense didn't give me negative nine points, well, it fucking did. That's a factor of fantasy football. You miss on the defense. You're probably going to plug the Bears in from the waiver wire. Good fucking luck to you, man. They got zero points against the Detroit Lions without Kenny Galladay and a banged-up DeAndre Swift. Adrian Peterson ran for 89 yards against the Chicago Bears. Sorry, boys. But okay. my point is, but is if you, I'm Jake, I'm terrified of this so far. I, I am – I think I agree with what you said because all that is stat – statistically speaking, all that was true. I, but I do think just based off of – I guess we're going to call it the eye test for fantasy football. When I look at Jake's first three players, that makes me pretty – it's pretty saucy. I also really like his fifth fifth round pick, Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Tyler Lockett is a great uh, a great receiver as well. He does have to share the field with uh, um, DK Metcalf, but I, I I agree more on the side of Ross than I do Jake or uh, than I do Josh. Um, and I and Jake might have the largest hole at wide, at wide receiver two issue with having maybe the most wide receivers on his team <laughs> or not wide receiver running, running backs back. on his team. Yeah. He has the biggest hole at running back two and has the most running backs on his team. So which going, is the worst scenario. <laughs> so if we're going based off the draft, obviously by the time this podcast gets released, there's going to be some waiver wire pickups. There hasn't been many trades yet. There's actually been only one trade. Um, unless Drew accepts my trade. Hey, Drew. Um, Not accepting your trade, man. Yeah, think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Mark Ingram, Jake, Mark, we all knew going into this season, Mark Ingram's success relied on the goal line. Mark Ingram only had three touches on the goal line. None of them went in. That, that's not bad, right? If, if all of my running backs are getting three goal line touches on the, in the goal line, I'd feel pretty good about that. Um, where the issue comes in is so did J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins was an early-ish round draft pick. Uh, I can't remember if he's at the second or the third off the top of my head. And I think that's an example where it's Mark Ingram's contract year. You know, they brought him in last year, short-term contract, a lot of guaranteed money. J.K. Dobbins is clear, like 10 years younger and clearly more athletic. Yeah. Um, so... That being said, if I'm Kevin, I'm still probably not playing J.K. Dobbins. I'm probably not touching this Ravens offense if I don't have Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. The running backs scare me. The wide receivers are inconsistent. Marquise Brown is either going to give you 100 points or zero points because that's just the kind of game he plays. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at with Jake's team. I think I've shit on Jake enough. <laughs> Jake, uh, Drew. I'll, I'll give- jump, uh, uh, jump on a little bit more into the Ravens versus the Browns. No, give us your team. Deal. Hold on, but hold on. The Ravens versus the Browns, that game was a total blowout from the get-go. So Mark Ingram getting three goal line touches is very dependent on them playing a terrible defense in the Browns. And the Browns don't actually have that terrible of a defense. It was just... That's how good the offense is at um, at Baltimore. So I suppose you could maybe look at it like, oh, I'm gonna play Mark Ingram. But I, I I'm with you, man. I I often said if I had this team or if I had my team last year, this year I'd be the worst team in the draft or the worst team in the league because that team last year was a win now team, 
and players like Mark Ingram and um, I can't even remember who else was on that team. That that team was just a uh, Kyrian Johnson. That team was just in a win now scenario, and if you didn't win, you got to scrap the entire team, and that's what I kind of did. All right, um, Drew, you lost your privileges. Give us your bus team. I'm going Ryan Naughton. I think Ryan Naughton is in some deep doo doo right now. That being said, he's got Russell Wilson. Fine, put up 31 points. He's got Raheem Mostert. Put up 23 points. That will never happen again this year. Agreed. Agreed. He will not Couldn't put up more, more than 12 points the so rest he, of this he year. Got the, he got the he got to play me. He got to play me. Ryan Naughton is six and zero oh against me, so he's always going to win against me. And, and so if you look at his that. bench, he has two guys on his bench who have zero points. He has three more guys on his bench who have less than three points, and then two people who over 10 and one right around 10. Ryan Naughton is in trouble. He is his team is in trouble because he cannot rely on booms. He cannot rely on the waiver wire this year because the waiver wire is thin. Ryan Naughton is in trouble. Godwin is not going to be his answer. Eckler's not the answer. Barkley looked tough. So I, I will say this. Um Barkley played terrible. Barkley played the best defense in the NFL. But God, that Giants offensive line is garbage. Bad. He got hit but, six times in the first half behind the line of scrimmage. So, six and, times. And granted, that that's probably not going to happen again. But I didn't see enough. But I, I think I think Shaquan Barkley. That offensive line's trouble. Uh, they have a clear need. They're gonna they're gonna be bad for another year. Daniel Jones only in his second year. Shaquan Barkley in his third year. They're gonna get more offensive linemen. I, I think Austin Eckler's fine. Um, I know he only had one reception, which is where Austin Eckler made a lot of his money. But I think he had 19 rushing attempts. Um, but that's just not his game. I think they got. I think the Chargers need to re- go back and realize what worked for Eckler and play right. him as a receiving back. I agree, and, and I think yeah. that's. I think the Chargers are going to make some adjustments because they almost lost to the Bengals, and I and I hope for Chargers fans, all two of them, that that's an eye opening experience because that wasn't a good win, but they did win, and being one and zero is better than being zero and one. As Josh was saying, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady doesn't have. Tom Brady and Drew Brees, probably the best two quarterbacks of all time. Um, you know, they just didn't their, have it. They they don't. I think their arms are shot, guys. I do. So I think Chris Godwin's in trouble. DJ Moore. I'm not. I'm not out on DJ Moore yet. On not. I'm not team. either. I think DJ Moore's gonna be good. Half point PPR. Big slant guy. Big body. Loves He's the, the PPR ball. man. But He's the machine at the PPR game. So we are. We have an issue with. Three of the four, and then Raheem Mostert and Russell Wilson. Raheem Mostert got ninety percent of his points off of a one seventy-five yard touchdown. Yep. Um, if Raheem Mostert could do that all the time, you know, I'm willing to fucking take that game with Ryan Hutton. Um, you know, I think that's going to happen once a season. Happened once already. Congratulations. Also, this bench sucks. Arizona's Arizona's. Um... Arizona, Arizona's uh, secondary uh, on paper sounds really good. Um, like, don't they have? They have yeah. a lot. They have Patrick Peterson, Bubba Pat- Baker, Drake Buda ba- Baker is is one of those players that is is really good when you really think when you sit back and be like, yeah, Buda Baker, he's a good player, but he's not actually that good. Same thing with Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. It was good four years ago, three right. years ago, and right. he's Patrick like li- living off the hype. Patrick Peterson's a Hall of Fame cornerback because of what he did four years ago, right. <laughs> you know. Um, but like, like you were saying, I think Russell Wilson. It's always that argument with Seattle of let Russ cook. Week one, they looked like they were going to let Russ cook. That was also against the Atlanta Falcons, who had the 29th ranked secondary in the NFL last year. So we'll it see did what not happens. Really improve it. They tried to. Um, the GM, God rest his soul, probably going to get fired after this year because the Falcons are the Falcons. They are who we thought they were. Um, but yeah, his bench. I mean, Matt Breida, probably going to be cuttable. McCall Hardman, Boomer Bust again. Anthony Miller, same situation. If Anthony Miller happens to be lined up on the left side instead of Allen Robinson in one game, he's going to get zero points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we love the shit on Naughton because it's just kind of just so fun. He kind of looks like a heroin addict. And he kind not of my commish. Not, not my commish. Um, 
But no, I, I'm right there with you, Josh. I, I really do think there's like four teams that are so obviously heading for the Sacco Bowl currently, you know, without injuries and things like that. Um, and I think Naughton's one of those four teams. Drew, let's let's go ahead and hear it for your, your you know, in trouble team. Uh, my in trouble team, and thank God I get to talk about this shit zipper, uh, is Cubby. Yo, Cubby. You had a great week one. Honestly, probably one of the best week ones you have ever had and ever will have. Everything you wanted happened for you. You got to play up an easy, you got to play against an easy matchup, a guy who for whatever reason can't pick a defense. Super easy. Come on. Um just stream that shit. Um but dude, Joe Mixon uh looked a little shaky. Uh George Kittle might be out. Probably is going to be out. Melvin Gordon next week has to play fucking Steelers. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, don't get me wrong. I thought he had a great game. But again, against a terrible, terrible team. Um, Cortland Sutton, no one's really sure about his situation. Is he How long he's going to be injured for. He, they thought he was going to be back for week one. Definitely. And then when came game time, they're like, he's definitely not going to play today. DeAndre Swift dropping that ball. He's going to have nightmares for the rest of his career. Um, He's and done. That, and then dead. Marlon Mack. Guy's Dude, dead. Marlon Mack, the guy who is probably meant to be your flex for most weeks, I'd say. Uh, Marlon Mack is out. That Achilles injury. Marlon, uh, I, I'm going to say it here first. Marlon Mack could be out of the league. He might he might never play a down of football ever again. That Achilles, that Achilles, Achilles, the Achilles injury is one of those injuries that is if you tear that you lose all of your explosiveness. All of your explosion comes from that. Did you guys hear a story about Marlon Mack where they were at off season uh, the training camp and he was watching Jonathan Taylor. And the ref and the reporter was like, Marlon, how? What advice are you giving to Jonathan Taylor before all of these reps or after these reps? Um, and and uh, Marlon Matt goes, I can't move like that. I'm slower than him and not as strong <laughs> as him. So yeah, that's what and, I tell him. <laughs> and, you know, and obviously, Cubby will look at his team and be like, I have Kelvin Ridley in the thirteenth, dude. You do. Great. Calvin Ridley is a great receiver. A great wide receiver too. Startable every almost every week. That so guy I, is good. But goddamn, I'm the person who, here in our league that talks, you know, and says that the wide receiver can carry a team to the promised land. It's happened before, one time, kind of maybe a second time. Dude, Calvin Ridley, you can't keep him next year. Cubby forgot about this or something. Cubby gets one year with him. One year where he is a startable player because last year he didn't start him. He played him like a couple times in the flex. So, so here, here's my thing about Calvin Ridley. Great week one. Uh, Seattle's secondary is shaky. I provided the statistic that excuse me, Calvin Ridley was out, uh, out-targeted and more touchdowns than Julio Jones. Who would you start on a weekly basis, Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley? Julio Jones. Julio Jones. No, it's not even close. Julio um, Jones until I am proven otherwise. And by the way, that would have to be like a five-game stretch, and Julio can't that, be injured. Be but happy. Calvin's not going to do that. Ridley's so he, I, he's not. So, here, so here's my thing about Calvin Ridley. Um, no one, I, everyone in the offseason was like, is Calvin Ridley the next Chris Godwin to – the Mike Evans situation of last year, right? No. He, he could be. Um, man, Matt Ryan is going to have to throw the ball. I don't, I don't think Calvin really is the issue with... Mike Cubby. Evans was also, like, pseudo, like, injured. Like, not, in, not on, like, on the injury time, yeah. like report, but, like, on it. Like, like kind of, but, like, turf toe kind of bullshit. I, Julio's I, I, not. I mean, Julio, Julio's on and off the injury report. He, Let's not get down this hole. Right, he's hole. not on it yet. Right. Um, but I don't think Calvin really is the issue with Cubby's team. I think the issue with Cubby's team is, like Drew exactly. said, he had a flash in the pan, and my God, did it burn bright. 
But if we're being realistic, all of his players, Joe Mixon, I'd rather have somebody else. George Kittle. George Kittle's a good start. George Kittle's a good pick. Like, not a good pick, but it's a good player. George He's a great player. Great player. Melvin Gordon, probably rather have somebody else. Juju Smith-Schuster, probably have, rather have somebody else. And Cortland Sutton, I'm fucking taking Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton. He's on my team. Jerry Judy looked good Monday yeah. night. So I thought, I, thought all, I thought all the rookie wide receivers that played a decent amount of downs, good. I thought they all looked good. Uh, you know, J- Jalen Rager, he only had one reception, but he had only he had minimal targets in that game right. for the Eagles. But that was that reception was a deep throw, and he he caught that on like a dime. That was, right. it was. It was I, all of them looked good. I even thought C.D. Lamb looked pretty decent going up against an actually good uh, secondary with the Rams D. And, and it and it is a crying shame for Cubby's team that Philip Lindsay did get turf toe, and the next week Melvin Gordon's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, right, that sucks. Um, but yeah, all right. right. I think, so, I think that's enough on Cubby's team. Um, so moving on, boys, if we didn't talk about our team, it means we think you're somewhere in the middle. You're not good. You're not great. You might make the playoffs. You might not. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, so now we're going to move on to who we think was a great pick and who we think was a boom pick or a bus pick. Um, I'm going to kick this over to Ross. I know he's got strong opinions about everything. So uh, tell us what you think. Boys, after week one, oh, I'm so excited to say this. I think they're – is an obvious best keeper capped after week one and the best boom potential in CMC. this draft no, shush, <laughs> is Josh Jacobs, baby. Yeah. A few facts about Josh Jacobs. So hear me out. Josh Jacobs accounted for 48% of the Raiders' offense on Sunday. He had six receptions, 12 targets, and like 24 rushing attempts. He had 12 targets. The next closest player in targets was six. Josh Jacobs was out targeting wide receivers at the running back position. He counted for 48% of his team's offense. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to be good. I did not think he was going to be that good. Granted, again, week one, Carolina Panthers. We don't really know what the Carolina Panthers defense is. But, man, he's playing the Saints on Sunday, and if he looks three-fourths as good as he did against the Carolina Panthers, that's, a, that's 25 points in the bag. Right. So Josh Jacobs was awesome on Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think that Josh Jacobs' pick was really, really good. Uh, I am going to give you a little bit of a spin zone here, though. Uh, that guy, injury-prone. Based he's, had, off- he's had one injury in his whole entire football career. It, but this is the NFL, baby. But he's prone he got to injured, them. and he got he, he got injured in the NFL. That is true. Okay, I I, I get that. But I, uh, what I'm what I'm saying it what I'm enough. saying is fair enough. Is that guy is an amazing pick, an amazing keeper. He is probably number two behind the obvious one, um, just based off of how. So I'm gonna go one deeper though. I th- I think. Great pick, Josh Jacobs, fantastic keeper, second round. I think David Johnson's better. Fourth round to Smith. Guy looked like a stud running back. Yeah. He looked like a running back one. He looked strong. He looked healthy. David, he had great David, cuts. He got around the edge. David my, Johnson looked great. Here's my thing with David Johnson. David Johnson looked great, got on the edges, did all those cuts, yada, yada, yada. David Johnson put up less than half the amount of points than Josh Jacobs did. Right. But David Johnson. But, but he David, came in the fourth round. And date, true. What are you going to take, 33 points or 16 points? I don't care what round you got him in. Yeah, but... I'm just saying, I think think the guy has a long boom year ahead of him. I think he got strong guys ahead of him because of where he got David Johnson, and I think David Johnson, for that reason, is a great pick. I think he's a boom player this year. I think it was a great pick by Smith. I think he did a great job uh, selecting him. I think it was strong. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I think think it was good. It, I, if I David Johnson did not have that touchdown, which granted you can say that about any fantasy player, but like his stats weren't like, oh my god, he's so good at football. Like I like all but he, did he was, looked good. Here, here's, that is true. Here, here's what I'm gonna say about David Johnson. That 
Texans team, if we erase some of the garbage time, that Texans team has some issues. Uh, that wide receiver core looks rough. Tough. Rough and, and tough. 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 And obviously, Deshaun Watson likes to run the ball himself and get hurt and injured by doing acrobatic jumps over players and shit like that. But honestly, I feel like if that coaching staff decides, you know, David Johnson is something that we need to use a lot more. I think they're going to, I think as we move towards the middle of the season, towards the end of the season, barring an injury, I think David Johnson will appreciate in value and go back to being top 10 back. Like well, also, Duke Johnson got hurt. That's so here's true. my only thing on David Johnson, which will both help and hurt my argument all at the same time. He, including receptions and rushing attempts, he only had 14 touches. So I don't know if Bill O'Brien is going to utilize David Johnson like he's going to have to. I don't know. Uh, If Duke Duke Johnson serves time out, who is supposed to be their receiving back, he's going to have to use it. Duke Johnson was never a viable option. Um, He was was number two on the depth chart. He was supposed to be the receiving back this year. Yeah. You could say he's not viable, but he was still there. I know, David I, Johnson I, stock went up the second Duke Johnson got hurt in the third. It, yeah, I, I do agree, but I think you would pro you, Josh, let's look at your team, would rather have Kamara, Sanders, and Gurley than David Johnson. You know, it's funny, I was looking at I got Cooper Cup instead of David Johnson. Um granted he picked him before I got to Cooper. I'd rather have David Johnson than Cooper Cup. Okay, well right that's now. not the argument I'm having. That the argument But no, I, I agree, but I also took him eight, ten picks earlier. Like, I mean, yes, I, w- I would rather have those three guys. Miles Sanders is an unknown, though. Like, Miles Sanders could easily not play till week four. He's uh, probably think- going to play this week. But hamstring injuries, not That's, fun to have. Especially as a soft tissue injuries, man, they're tough. They're tough. Soft tough. tissue is the most, like, what's that mean kind of injury? Like, when they it's say not, that? Because so they soft, never specify. So soft tissue means it's not like a joint a ligament or a bone. Right. So like, it's not as easy to heal. Like bones have like the calcium and rush there and heal up or that. Right. Tendons, you surgically repair and things like that, or they're sprained. You can fix them or just not use them. Like soft tissue is just a finicky injury to begin with. Lord knows though, I am not a doctor. So Josh, David Johnson's your pick. I, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I get what you're saying. Drew, who's your pick for your, you know, really good player who you think like with the draft value where they're at and don't be lame and say like Christian McCaffrey. No, I'm, I, you know, and Michael I'm, Thomas, I am going to choose someone on my team. I'm going to go with Jonathan oh, Taylor. Off. No, both no, no, of you chose on, someone on your own on, team. You guys suck. On. No, I, I, I get another, I get another Whoa. boom player. Gosh, it's not Calm down. Your team blows. Calm down. My team's Jonathan, great. Jonathan Taylor. And I'm going to, and God, I'm so hoping I don't jinx myself. I'm going to knock on woods. Jonathan Taylor now has, and obviously it was game one, but it was his first game as a rookie. So let, like, cut him a little slack on carries and whatnot. Marlon Mack no longer being the starter because he is, well, essentially over in the NFL unless he can somehow regain some sort of explosiveness. Jonathan Taylor is the man in, uh, in Indianapolis. Co- head coach said it this, uh, today or yesterday, I think. It, it, I think Jonathan Taylor in the fourth. Obviously, we haven't seen the value yet, but I think it will turn out to be my saving grace on this team. So let me, let me, give, let me give two things here. Um, I agree with you from the standpoint of the Marlon Mack injury makes Jonathan Taylor way more valuable. I think if Marlon Mack was not on the team, Jonathan Taylor would have gone in the second round in our draft. 
Okay. I think that's, that's right. Or, or second, yeah, second, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere around. Um, there. but I do. This is a this is a fear for me. Um, the Jaguars' defense is bad. Not like oh, they're like kind of bad. Like they don't have any fucking superstars. Kind of bad. Everyone thought Philip Rivers would go in there. It could be a coaching. It was maybe it was bad coaching, bad preparation by the players. Jonathan Taylor ran the ball nine times. Jonathan Taylor got 20 yards in nine attempts. Um, I know, like you said, rookie, um, first game, probably didn't know how many cat carries he was going to get. That's bad, though. That's yeah. That's terrible. Bad. Yeah, but he also he also had um, – hold on, I'm pulling up his he, – he, he, he had some receptions. I think he had, he, had, he had six receptions for 67 yards. Right, but which Naeem is pretty Hines, decent. Naeem Hines is the receiving back in Indianapolis right. from now on. Jonathan Taylor is the rushing back in Indianapolis from now on. Jonathan Taylor ran the ball nine times, got 20 yards rushing. Yeah. Like I, I said, though, I, I don't – and I also – week rushing. one, but I don't want to give – like, look at uh, this is a great transition actually into my next good player. No, 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 we're going bust. We're going bust now. We're going to do, are we going to do boom, bust, boom, bust? No, we're just going bust. We did two boom, we're doing bust now. No, we did, okay. we, okay. It's fine. It's fine. All right, fine. This is a great transition into my bust player. Drew, who <laughs> do you think I'm going to pick? I think you're going to choose Chubb. Drew. You would be correct. As I did that running back by committee game earlier today, we're going to do one more running back by committee game right now. We have running back A, running back B. Running back A, 13 carries. Hey, Josh, how many, how many rushing yards did Kareem Hunt have last week? Uh, um, he had 72 total yards rushing. 72 rushing yards. Yeah. 13 carries and 72 yards. Running back B, 11 carries. Drew, how many carries? It, it was 10 carries. 10 carries. One reception. Four. Total of 66 yards. So, given that and a fumble, stat line. And a fumble. Oh, and a fumble. So, given that stat line. Who and Cream Hunt had four receptions. Cream Hunt had four receptions. Thank you, Josh. Given those stat lines, would you rather have Cream Hunt or Nick Chubb after week one? In that week, Hold I, on. I that's not what I asked. Given those stat lines, who would you rather have? I'd rather have the second guy because that's who I'm sticking with. I'm just saying, so all, Ross, of us, all of us I'll, said when Kareem Hunt came in and played the final nine games of last year, Nick Chubb was running back 25 in those nine games. We all said this. I passed over Nick Chubb. Like, without a second thought, Drew was very excited to get Nick Chubb. Drew, I hope he works out for you. But my, oh my, do I smell. Josh, give me a good sniff. Part, pineapple farts. Pineapple farts. That's a, thanks, Josh. Um, I smell bust. I smell bust. I see bust. I hear bust. Drew, if it looks like a bust, it walks like a bust, and it sounds like a bust. What Must is be it? double D's. Here it, me, Nick Chubb, Drew. Can I can I defend real quick, player? real quick before you defend your player, okay. Ross? He was number one on my list as well. I think you fucked the big one there, Drew. Your number yeah. one guy's out. You got fucking Nick Chubb who just can't seem to figure it out. Kareem Hunt looked great. He's awesome on my bench. Might even throw him at flex. I think okay. you're in trouble, buddy. Okay, 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 okay. We're gonna <laughs> limit you to a minute and a half. Okay, that's fine. Start the clock for the 90 seconds. Um, one, week one, every player comes with an asterisk in week one when there's no um, preseason games. Point number two, they went up against a phenomenal defense. Point number three, you know the talent is there. When the Browns played against the Patriots last year, who were the best defense in the league last year, he was the only bright spot. My mindset for this is... Wait, if, Drew, pause, pause, pause the minute and a half. What okay. week was that? Was Kareem Hunt playing? No. But, okay. No, no, he, he might have been. It was a really was late week. Um, 
I'm gonna Google it. I'll Google it. I'll do your work for you. Please. This is great radio. Does it be after week 10? I think it was yeah. after week 10. Okay, I'm checking right now. Well, I'll go into my. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It was like week four, bro. Damn, never mind. Um, but my but my point still will stand. If the talent is there, why wouldn't you use it? Because you got because it's the Browns. It's the they Browns. got Kareem Hunt. Oh, that too, man. That is a I, great point. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think I also think Kevin Stefanski. The way that Kevin Stefanski played his football when he was the coach at or when he was um the uh, offensive coordinator at um, the Vikings was he ran running backs into the dirt. That's what he did. He just like, give him the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball, give him the ball. They did it with, they did it with Delvin cook last year. That's why Delvin cook had such a great year. Thank God he didn't get injured. And ladies and gents with that, that pause in the middle, we are at a minute and a half. All right. So moving on. Our next bus pick. Personally, I got Chris Godwin to Naughton. See? Guy's going to suck. I, I would rather have Chris Godwin than Mike Evans. I'd I rather have neither. I would too. Mike Evans has, not only is he injury prone with whatever phantom injury that he has, but Mike Evans is also uh, a problem in the behavioral department. He was getting in so many fights on that field. I'm amazed he didn't get ejected. Yeah, I, I'm. And for the record, Mike Evans is not my pick. Um, Josh, I get, I, I do like this pick. I, I think I, I just don't think that Tom Tom Brady looked like shit. I Tom, Tom Brady looks Godwin so was bad. only good last year because Jameis Winston would be down by I don't know a touchdown, maybe two, and just airmail the ball three passes in a row. Like Aaron's was just like, yeah, go throw the ball. Like do do whatever you want, and that's what he would do, and that's why Godwin was good. Brady can't do that. He's too methodical. It just it it's not gonna work. He got six receptions, seventy nine yards. He's not a dink and dunk kind of guy. I think it was a bad pick. I don't think that it's gonna work out. I don't think Mike Evans is gonna work out. I know that Gronk's not gonna work out. Right. I I, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in trouble. I think I was singing that high praise this off season. No one listened to me. Uh, granted, the uh, New Orleans Saints is a very good football team. Uh, we'll see how the Buccaneers fare this week. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't like Chris Godwin. My other picks uh, on the um, the what 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 like the mention bust. bust. Um, I'm not going to go into much detail. I had these other three players. I thought Mike Evans was on that list. I think. Hear me out, Josh. Oh, here we go. Okay, Alvin Kamara had. Two touchdowns, very Two impressive. Touchdowns. Very good. The rest of his stat line was terrible. Five receptions Whoa. for fifty-one yards, and I don't, I don't know how was many it runs. 12, he it was had. like twelve. It was like twelve rushes for twenty-six yards. Oh, 16 yards. No, he did not have a good rushing game. He, Absolutely he not. Terrible. This is like my Chris Carson argument, right? Um, but Kamara's never been the traditional like grind them back. So I, I yeah, understand but, where you're coming from. But even, but they, even they more play, so, they play him with Taysom Hill. They play him with other guys in that offense. There's always trickery. I'm not worried I'm, about I'm, it. I understand where you're coming from. So I, 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 this is potential bust. It's honorable mention. Potential bust. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Alvin Kamara, just because of that. And I think on my own, on my own team, I think Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, I really thought Odell being healthy because you know he was hurt all last year would make a big difference. Turns out, um, it was just my, his vagina. It, uh, it, that and, and Baker Mayfield is just really fucking bad at football. Um, Baker Mayfield was not talented in college until he went to Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield got cut by a team, had a walk on to a team. Then, yes, he did win the Heisman. Kudos to him. That was on a Lincoln Riley team. I think we need to acknowledge that Lincoln Riley touches anything and turn into gold. He had two Heisman winners on Jalen Hurts in three years in a row. Um, so I think Baker Mayfield sucks dong. If you looked at Baker May uh, at Odell Beckham Jr.'s routes, the guy was open. Oh, he should he should have had 120 yards. Baker Mayfield missed him. 
Odell Beckham Jr. is a bust. He's got the talent. Uh, the quarterback's not there, though. So that's on my fault. Those are my, you know, those are my honorable mentions. Drew, do you got any honorable mentions you want to run down real quick? I, you know, I have, this is more, well, I have one. I don't think Austin Eckler, and I, for Austin Eckler's sake, because I actually do like the player a lot, and I like the way that I feel like Austin Eckler kind of was the archetypal, uh, or the archetype for, um, a player who is a receiving back who's actually successful. Um, but in a way, and Tyrod Taylor is not this bad of a quarterback, but I feel like Austin Eckler is being used as a running back, a traditional running back where he runs the ball and doesn't receive or doesn't receive uh, any catches because that's the way that they have to play with those quarterbacks that they have. I think. Austin Eckler could be a massive bust on Naughton's team to the point where he is only putting up like nine points a game because he's just not they're just not utilizing him properly. I think um, I think Lynn is a great coach, but I think in the situation that he's in, that might be how they have to run Eckler. I think Eckler could be a, a bust in that respect. And Ross, and I do feel bad because I really, another player that I really do like, I think Kenny Galladay being on the Lions, although I like Kenny Galladay, and even when he was used, I, I can't even remember who the backup quarterbacks were for the Lions I mean, last year when Matt Kenny Stafford Gall- was hurt. Kenny, Kenny Galladay, Galladay was still putting up like 12 to 15 points a game. No, Kenny Galladay was wide receiver six last year. Kenny Galladay is a superstar. Oh, he just oh, missed week one. He, he no, hold on. He was he was a superstar when Matt Stafford was playing. When Matt Stafford wasn't playing, he actually was only he wasn't getting as many targets as you would like out of that receiver. He he pro- if he had Matt Stafford throughout the entire season, Kenny Galladay would have been easily top three wide receiver. And and I agree with that. But I after watching and this is probably just based off of how disgusting of a, ma- a game that was. I am not high on Kenny Galladay. I am not high he on him. Play, he didn't play last uh, week. No, <laughs> I'm, uh, no, I understand that. But what I'm saying is I find that the Lions are so bad that Kenny Galladay will not be able to shine in that offense because the Lions are that bad. Everyone will bring him down. So Matt Stafford hurt his back, I think it was week nine of last yep. year. Sounds Kenny, Gall- correct. Kenny Galladay's point totals from week nine and before. Let's go week one. 10, 17, 1, 18, 12, 22, one. 22, and then 19. So I understand he had that one-point game in there. Every other game was above double digits. I, Kenny Galladay is well, so – I am so not worried about Kenny Galladay. So, so boys, I'm I, glad that I, I want to move on. There's one thing I just realized that while, while talking – just Looking at Ryan Naughton's draft. <laughs> Poor guy. He, his fifth and sixth round made up 45% of his points this week. <laughs> which will not continue. Oof. That guy busted his draft. You can't tell me rounds one through four don't matter in this. So I, I, will oh, say, oh. I will say this. Um, He's in trouble. Why? No, no, hold on. I don't think Raheem Mostert and Russell Wilson will keep doing that, but I also don't think Saquon Barkley is going to have negative nine rushing yards or whatever yeah, it is. I, I agree with that. I six. agree with um, it, Well, he was, he was negative six rushing yards until the third quarter. I think. Okay, but you get my point. I don't think Saquon Barkley's – how many total fantasy points did he have? Um, nine. Like nine. nine. And you know, I will give I will give Naughton a little bit of fifteen attempts for six yards. Sprinkle of hope. If um, if Allen Robinson does end up leaving the Bears, Anthony Miller becomes a a, a startable player uh, every week. I'd say, um, and obviously Debo Samuel is a really good player. Uh, I I guess Brandon Brandon Ayuk is a a rookie, right? Right, and he missed the first week, and now that right. Samuel's on injury reserve, it should. Be, I, I understand there's the forty-five. A, there's, 
there is a little bit of a re- there is a little bit of a little too much of a reaching thing going on here with Naughton's deep receivers. Uh, Mikael Hardman is the same way. He is a like we said earlier in the podcast, boomer bust kind of guy. Right. I I think there are weeks where Naughton is going to put up. It, it's going to be hot or cold. He's either going to put up 130 points like he did against me, or 115. That he put against me, or he's gonna put up fifty, because that's just how it's gonna go down. I I think he has he drafted Daniel Jones in the hope that Daniel Jones is going to be good. And I and I saw nothing last night that made me think Daniel. No, good. Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones looks two, serviceable. Dan, no, he Daniel Jones had two blunders. The two massive blunders in that game. He had two that, big fuck ups. That that were that you wouldn't that you'd hope to not even see in a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Let, let's he, not I think I think we spent enough time that, yes. I agree. Oh, actually so, I have another I have another that, bust. I have another bust for me. Uh it it's Tua Tunga Violola. Yeah, uh, you I'm, dickhead. I'm, I want I'm that gonna, man. Drop I'm him. Gonna, I'm gonna have to drop him. That's great. Fuck you, Drew. Fuck you. The value's lost on Tua. <laughs> Fuck you. You fucking took away my boy. All right, Josh. I, I would all right, boys. No, we're, that, that's all I got, honestly. I mean, like, my, my bus were Godwin. I got Chubb. I'm good. If you got another bus, let's hear it. Otherwise, we're over an hour. I think we wrap it up. I think we call it a day. I think we had the Chubba song. We did some Raw stroking off his own team. We had some Drew stroking off his own team for Boom Players. I think we move on. I think stroking off that much. Do you know what time it is, gentlemen? I have one good player. <laughs> you know what time it is? One. Good luck to everyone in week two, except for Tyler. Um, I hope your whole entire team shows up and dies. Uh, any questions, comments, or concerns, tweet us, email us, leave comments on our uh, website. You just want to tell us how annoying Cubby is. We love all the feedback. Go to week, gentlemen. I can't wait to see how we can go. Be back next time.